0: Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And today we want to talk about understanding grace. And again, I just want to say I encourage you and I thank you for listening to our podcast on a daily basis. And, and just write us and let us know you're listening to our podcast. Let us know you're getting blessed by our podcast. And if you have any questions about a scripture, I know, you know, sometimes we read the four gospels and, and it looks like it's it's a double-sorted and it looks like we're coming out of speaking out of both sides of the mouth, but if you really read the four Gospels, you realize Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is really under the Old Covenant because Jesus hadn't died and resurrected yet. I know that it says before it that it's the New Testament, and I totally agree with what they're saying, but I want you to understand that in the, in the, in the purpose of understanding grace, you cannot mix the law with grace and understand the work of grace. You, you know, if, if we want to take the, the, the Bible literally, and we, we do in some areas, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, we don't see much of it. That we also, if your arm offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. We we'd see a whole lot of amputees in church, and we'd see a lot a lot of eyes plucked out. So you just can't take the parts that you're literally uh, wanting to take. You know, there's a scripture that says, and the, the scribes and the Pharisees says that the, the the law says if you look upon a woman if you look upon a woman, you have sex with a woman, then you commit adultery. Jesus said, no, let me take it a step further. If you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've slept with that woman. He wasn't saying, I'm trying to make this thing harder. He's trying to say, the righteousness of yourself is cannot comparison with Jesus' righteousness. It's not based on how good you are. It's based on how righteous Jesus is. And it has nothing to do with you. He's trying to reveal to them, you can't get there. Well, they could say, well, I may be abstaining and not sleeping with a woman, but I'm lusting over. Jesus said, well, it's the same thing, and it's my righteousness is going to deliver you it's not your righteousness to be able to sustain It's, it's my righteousness to be able to contain in other words i've concealed you and i've held you and i hold you in the promises of the fullness of who i am so we see here some understanding of what God is trying to reveal to us and we understand that. Now let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 18 and 19. For I consider the suffering of this present time not to be worthy with the compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation earnest eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God." Now we see human beings were not the only ones affected by sin. In Romans 8 and 19, Paul tells us that creation itself suffered the effects of a curse, and that it groans and travails in birth pains awaiting its delivers. Earthquakes, weather, plagues, and all these other natural disasters that we see around us, the death, decay, that we see every day in the material world, all are a result of that curse upon the earth and the entire universe brought about the curse. But I want you to understand what Jesus done because Jesus done a finished work. And you can see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. When we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. by grace. You, by grace, you have been saved. Now, we see here, when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You have, by grace, you have been saved. When you were dead in trespasses, made us, there's that word made again, made us together alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now, look at 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Now, God was in Christ, reconciling himself, the world to himself, reconciling the world to himself. Who's he reconciling? Not the church. He's reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to the, to us the word of reconciliation. See, this is how we can now also understand, as Paul tells us in the same chapter, why we ourselves also grown within in ourselves. We want heaven. We are aliens in a sin-cursed world. We know in the depths of our soul that ultimately we do not belong here because we have been redeemed. Now, look at Second Corinthians 5 and 2 and 4. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we should not be found naked. For we who are in the tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life now what a powerful revelation is that that is that we are desiring a place we're desiring a heavenly place now I want to clear up something there because I think a lot of people believe that we're going to a place. And and I don't deny that. I don't deny there's a heaven. I believe Jesus came to earth. He brought heaven down to earth and he put a whole lot of heaven in people's hell that they're dealing with on earth. You say, well, pastor, do you believe there's a hell? Absolutely, I believe there's a hell. But I I do not believe that hell was created for us. It was created for Lucifer and his demons. And I believe that heaven is a beautiful place and it's the kingdom of God. And Jesus came down to earth and he brought heaven heaven down. And he put heaven in people's hell. And you say, well, what do you mean by that? I'm saying there's people on this earth that are going through torment mentally. They're going through torment physically. They're going through torment emotionally. And they're going through tumultly hell. You know, what did David say? David said, if I go to hell, Lord, you are there. Now that word hell there is the word shalom. So it's the grave. And it's talking about the soulish man. It's talking about the places that you create in your own mind that you distinguish between. And, I, and you know, Uh, uh, if, If hell is a real place and we all believe that it is, why didn't Paul talk about it a whole lot? Paul never mentioned hell as eternal damnation. So I want you to really take a look at the visual. I do believe there's a hell. I do believe there's a appointed place. I do believe people are going through some difficult times in this world. I do believe Jesus' marvelous grace is sufficient to deliver us out of the powers of darkness. I think He's translated us out of the kingdom of darkness, and He has He's conformed us and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. I believe with Him who you knew no sin became sin that I might become the righteousness of God. What a beautiful picture of God's perfect, perfect, perfect beauty of grace. And that's what we're here for. If you'd like to write us, you'd like to call us, you can write us at hfchurchthenumber seven at gmail.com. That's hfchurch, the number seven at gmail.com. You say, Well, Pastor, I don't understand understand the scripture. Send us an email. Let us know you don't understand that scripture. We'll be trying to help you to give you some clarity on some some messages of grace because. You know, I get a lot of letters and they say, well, pastor, I don't really understand where's the kingdom. Well, the kingdom's in us. I don't think you're ever going to understand the kingdom until you can understand grace. And so we want you to understand this is the beauty of grace.